welcome to Finance Matters, a podcast brought to you by UVA Finance, UVA's trusted financial partner. Finance Matters is a podcast series where we bring you bite-sized thoughts, stories, and inspiration in the hopes they'll be useful to you on this road we're all on to do our best and be our best in the realm of financial matters here at UVA. I'm your host, Brandi Van Ormer, and I'm here again today with my co-host, Patty Marbury of Finance Outreach and Compliance, and here in our um, recording studio, i.e. conference room, we have a guest today. <laughs> we have Linda Leshowitz, who as of July 1st is the Senior Training Specialist in Finance Outreach and Compliance, but many of you in our audience will probably have known her as a trainer within University Business Intelligence. And she and Patty and I are here today to talk about <coughs> learning, specifically because we're entering into finance transformation and just on a regular day, UVA has a lot of things that we have to learn. There are new systems, there are classes, there are all kinds of opportunities for us to learn new things and sometimes those are required right. things. <laughs> you're going to learn a new system, you're going to learn this new um, program that we're going to start using, like things like Lean, things like UBI itself. Um, and so because we're going to have such a focus in the coming days and months and years on professional development and maybe learning new systems, we thought it might be helpful to have some experts in here to add to Patty's expertise and me just, you know, hanging out <laughs> to talk about um, strategies for adult professional learners, especially folks who are in a professional situation having to do their jobs and maybe having to learn multiple things at once. So now I have jabbered on and on. Um, Linda, maybe start off by telling us a little bit about what you tell people about why these kinds of things are important, especially when, as I said before, we're in situations where learning is not an option. <laughs> when you have to learn something for your job. Um, right. So, well, first of all, thank you for inviting me. And, you know, I think that we're all under that pressure. I mean, everybody here at the university has to learn multiple things at the same time. And so one, so one of the things that I, I think is important and I stress to others is recognizing that it will be challenging, that you are going to feel, uh, you might even feel a little overwhelmed at first, and just accept that. So mm -hmm. kind of make that awareness, uh, know that, that it's, it's going to be that way, and, yeah, and know that you can do it, and that there are people and resources to, to help you. And that's like the second thing is recognize. So first, be aware of it, accept it, and then realize that you've got a bunch of people around you, your colleagues, you've got other folks um, outside of your organization who you can call on to help you. Mm -hmm. um, and that's one of the things that I do is like start collecting resources, finding out who are the people I can go to for help. And when you realize that you're not alone, I think that actually helps a lot as a kind of a starting, a starting point. Yeah. And I think a nice thing about realizing you're not alone is also realizing maybe that other people aren't sailing through it stress-free either. <laughs> right, exactly. They're right. feeling the same thing that you are. Right. Yeah. Talk to other people. Talk to your right. colleagues about how they're, what, what they've, what classes they've taken, what books they've read, um, you know, things like that. So use your, 
your colleagues to right. for and support. You know, one great thing about UBI was that they had the community right. mm -hmm. for, for the duration of that project, and you could see how other people had questions. You really had right. insight into that. And as we move on with transformation, that's a, a cool thing that we'll have as well, is mm -hmm. a community of people, and you can talk about what you're learning and um, see how other people have questions about things. I hope that that will be helpful as we move on. And you really do have to set goals for yourself. So when we design training, we often have to chunk it out so that you don't have everything in the first chapter because that is completely overwhelming and when you've got multiple things you need to learn it's the same thing mm -hmm. so you need to do the same thing when you when you're approached with that you're like oh gosh I've got to learn this this and this so how can I make it more manageable for me so you're gonna wanna um, as I said we use this term chunking but then set manageable goals for yourself so each day or maybe each week you're going to make a goal of what you're going to do. And hopefully that goal is going to include practicing. So if you went to a class, you want to, go, I mean, somehow you need to write your, put yourself a task in Outlook or something to get yourself practicing. Because what you find is you need some successes. So if you start, you go to a class and then you say, I'm going to do 10 minutes. It doesn't even have to be a lot. And then you start practicing that. What happens is it's your brain actually is going to cause these pathways for learning. It's going to um, strengthen those pathways and because if you don't do that then, and this is what I think is so interesting about learning, is that it's going to eliminate those pathways. So if you go to your training and you don't practice, your brain says, okay, this is too much information uh, and, I'm, and not I'm not using it, using it. Mm -hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eliminate it. Mm -hmm. So setting manageable goals is going to feel better anyway. You're not going to be as overwhelmed, but in addition, by setting, making sure you include practice, then you're going to start having successes because your brain's going to reinforce that and then it's it's going to feel better the next week and you're going to feel like then you're going to think oh this isn't as bad as i thought you know Patty, yeah. this is right. neuro neurological evidence for what you said in your blog article about about confidence yeah. like yesterday <laughs> yeah and yeah. talked about yesterday on our podcast yeah. and the yeah. one that we recorded yesterday so um, we talked exactly about that about practicing and that the more you do it and the more you practice and the more early wins you get and um, small achievable goals you right. set for yourself, the more confident that and you And I get. like how you talk about chunking too because mm -hmm. I think about, um, there was a, I heard a metaphor one time for, like if you were gonna knock over, if someone said, can you knock over this house? That would be a big, thing for you to do with just your hands. Mm -hmm. But if you had a succession of dominoes that got bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger with each domino, eventually you'd get to a domino that's big enough to knock over the house, but you have to start with the one that's just two inches tall. Right. So achieving those little wins and knocking over like mm -hmm. little pieces at a time, you eventually can knock over the house. Yeah. But if you, for instance, have a big thing that you have to learn or a project, that, a training project or any project that you have to get through, Practicing in little bits is great. If you wait until you have to maybe sit down one day and work through the whole thing, exactly, yeah, you're going to be fried. Well, I like <laughs> your idea too of setting aside even just ten minutes or mm -hmm. you know fifteen minutes just to do something, whatever that is related right. to something that you've just learned. So, and I really do think that that's something that 
because uh, I hear people in UBI, I don't have enough time, and I haven't had enough time. And then what happens is when we went to, and a lot of people can, if you're a UBI tr a transitioner from Discover, you can relate to this. You then, you didn't make the time, and then you got to the, we got to the sunset, and it, it was inevitable. You had to do it. Right. And so now it was much more overwhelming. So really it is helpful if you can set those little manageable uh, carve out those manageable time uh, segments, it will be so much better um, in, in that whole learning process for yourself. And you won't let it happen. Then you won't have to do it all at once at the end. So we've, I think so far as we've talked about this, I've kind of been thinking about things like learning a new system. I've been thinking kind of like okay. about UBI or about Workday or some of those big things that we know we've either gone through or are going to go through. But We've also talked um, a bit about professional development, and I, we know that that's going to be a big part of finance transformation. It's really investing in the finance team all across grounds and asking them to think about how they can enrich their own skills. Mm -hmm. And there are lots of opportunities for that. And I think about myself and how I look at courses, and I think, that looks great. I sign up for that. I sign up for webinars. I won't um, embarrass myself by giving you the percentage of those that I actually make it to, but it's not really that great. It's hard sometimes to prioritize learning, mm -hmm. and when you've, when you've got a lot of things out there that you want to do and things that you want to learn about, um, how, do you, how do you choose? How do you kind of meet those out or prioritize things with a busy schedule? Well, you know, when you were talking about that, one of the things that I thought of is it, it can be difficult to prioritize when you have other competing priorities. So you're being asked to do this, I've got this report due by this Friday, and I have this and this to do. However, um, that's why I think breaking it down to the small chunks and being, or, you know, where you have 10 minutes a day that you, commute, you commit to, then it becomes like you're a standing meeting. Yeah. So you can do that where you make it routine where this is no matter what you're going to you're going to set this 10 minutes or 15 minutes aside to your learning. So you just have to so that's part of the prioritizing. Mm -hmm. The learning has to be part of the prioritizing. It can't be well how do I fit this into my other priorities? Gotcha. It has to be one of them. And but the other thing I was thinking is that you know it it, I think it's okay to talk with your manager. In fact, I think it's something I would encourage people to do because they have, if you're needing some help and you're saying, I have this and this and this on my plate and, I need to, and I've decided I'm going to fit in this 15 minutes a day for my training, you want to know that your manager's in support of that and you'll, you'll probably find out they are. Right. So then that might allay some of your fears that you're not going to get some of your work done or that you're going to be looking like you're not as focused on your work as you as you uh, usually are because now you're taking this 15 minutes aside to do training mm -hmm. or whatever it may be. But I would also uh, encourage people to talk to their managers when yeah, they're in that. We're also encouraging, we're, we're really going to start encouraging managers to be aware of training that their employees are going to and to talk with them. Um, so if the employee, it's not always on the employee to go to the manager to say, I'm going to this training. We want the managers to know <coughs> that the employees are going to, right. you know, a session or taking some, even online training, even for 
even for our existing responsibilities for the system. It's we want the managers to, to yeah, know. It's easier to prioritize it yourself if you feel mm -hmm. like it's it's an institutional priority, it's a departmental priority, right. it's my manager's priority mm -hmm. as well. I'm doing what I should be doing. Well, and we want them to know exactly. what, their, what their employee is going to learn and what they can expect mm -hmm. when they come back well, from that training so that they can help support and encourage them to practice what they learned on the job. Because as you started this episode by saying, um, if they don't use it, they're not going to. Right. They're not going to keep it, and then the training is a waste of time for everybody. Right. right. And so. nobody wants that. Right. Right. Nobody wants every. See, that's the thing. Remembering that everybody mm -hmm. wants you to succeed. Right. So. Right. And you know, when we were talking about whether or not this would be a viable topic for our podcast today. Linda said something about um, when you're thinking, when you're struggling with the, the challenge of learning new things, that something that you always recommend is just to remind yourself why this new skill is important to you. And we're kind of talking around that idea mm -hmm. that your, you, your manager is going to prioritize it, that UVA Finance prioritizes this, that UVA prioritizes this. And I think there's just some natural resistance sometimes in all of us to something that seems like it's just for me. Right. But what's good for you is really good for your your team, yeah. your organization, your job. Mm -hmm. I would also say it's okay if it's something that's just for you. Yeah. So maybe it isn't, um, it's, it's something that will help you build a skill around something that you um, say, let me just give an example of the Crucial Conversations class. So you, you, your manager may not say, you need to go to this Crucial Conversations class. Um, it's, it's probably best if your manager doesn't say that to you. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, I really think that yeah. I say on conflict resolution. Yeah. So um, I went to a, an emotional t intelligence class this week with talent development, who used to be the CLE. And I wanted to just get some of the content and see what it was, um, see how they delivered it in case we wanted to do something for our manager development program here in UVA Finance. And one of the people in the class, everybody was going around the room talking about why they were there, and two people said, my manager told me I had to come to this emotional oh, yeah. <laughs> And so they, everybody sort of laughed, but, but still, it's not something you exactly want to hear. But my point was, is that even if it isn't something that you've identified with your manager that, that you need for your work necessarily, but it's something that either you're interested in or you think will help you as a worker or a colleague or as a person. We have so many classes out there and um, the new talent development group is getting ready to issue their new schedule of classes. We offer things here in UVA Finance. Um, and even if you're not in UVA Finance, you're welcome to, you know, you just call us and ask us um, so we know to expect you, but you're welcome to come to the classes that we have yep. and so come to book club come to book club <laughs> so those kinds of things while they might not seem like they're directly related to your job I encourage you that if they're interesting do it because it it will keep you inspired absolutely absolutely yeah so I was specifically reading a, an article about how to cultivate the habit of working out I've mm -hmm. been 
trying to prioritize that into my schedule. And it's hard for just the same kind of reasons. You have a home life, you have mm -hmm. a work life, you know, you have kids, you have other um, responsibilities. And I don't even remember what the source was for this, but the person said, try this, look at your schedule, and if you're thinking of moving things off of it or not putting things on it, say, say out loud to yourself in the context of working out, Working out is not a priority for me. And see how that makes you feel, and if that really is true. And I, I think the same thing with professional and personal development, that it's easy to just push it aside, to not go to the webinar, to say, ah, I don't have time to make it to that class. Um, but if you, have, if you consciously think about it that way, emotional intelligence is not a priority for me. <laughs> it sounds a little bit more... Mm. It gives you a little bit more clarity right. around what might be a better thing to do. That's a good game to play with yourself. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, until like my brain figures a workaround on that. But right now it's working. Like, <laughs> just no, that's, pretty, that's quite powerful. And it's interesting you should say that because as we were talking, I was thinking, and I'm just a big proponent of this anyway, but whenever we're feeling a bit overwhelmed, whether it's competing, learning lots of new things at once, or whatever it is, lots of deadlines, I think that we always should include, uh, remember self-care. Remember self-care. If I ever come on, if I ever do one of these again, I'll probably say it again, but I'm just a proponent. It's often when we have the most going on in our lives that we need to remember that self-care. And when you're trying to learn a lot of new things, it can be, you know, it can be very ex extraordinarily um, stressful at times. Mm -hmm. And that's when you need to say, I'm, I'm not going to skip the gym, or I'm not going to skip my meditation, or I'm going to eat something nutritious, because it's in those times when you need it, you need it the most. And, so, and practicing those kind of self-care, I think, always helps us when we're in a stressful or a little bit more of a transition, whatever you're going through that just adds a little more stress to your life. Right. So I and would keep that. Patty and I have talked about self-care a good bit in con in terms of other conversations. and Or maybe I'm just mm -hmm. like putting that, <laughs> projecting that on our podcast <laughs> because it's something we've talked about in various committee meetings in terms of thinking about big changes coming. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about the fact that self-care looks different for everybody. Mm -hmm. That a lot of times what you think about are things like meditation, things like um, you know, going for a run or whatever. But self-care could look like taking your dog for a walk True. on the, the scenic route. It could look like, I think one time you pointed out, it could look like just hanging out with your friends. Yeah, absolutely. Them. Or going and you just sometimes on nice days like this, you see people just sitting outside or yeah, right. go outside and read a book. Um, you know, strategic ways to decompress a little mm -hmm. bit. Exactly. Something that you enjoy that will bring you a bit of peace and nourishment. Yeah. Maybe it's getting a pedicure. I don't know. Yeah, and <laughs> it's different for everybody, and right, it's right. not anyone else's to judge. Right. Well, exactly. Yeah. And sometimes just getting up. Getting yeah. up from your desk and just, you know, rolling your shoulders and then coming back. Yeah. You can, you know, approach things with fresh freshness. Yes. And in the context of this discussion of balancing lots of new things or working new things into your already busy schedule, I think it's always valuable to talk about this again, that there's only so much that you can sit 
and stare or work. Mm -hmm. There's only so much that you can fit into your schedule. You are a healthier person when you take breaks, when you make room mm -hmm. for things that will allow you to be fresh and new again. Right. So mm -hmm. I'm glad, I'm really glad we went into that. Mm -hmm. So another thing that we, we had chatted about a little bit was how you work with your colleagues or friends um, to make this more successful. Is there anything else we needed to, to talk about with that? That feels like a big one. Like, because you'd be doing maybe some of the things that a lot of your colleagues. Well, can I give an example of that? Yes. Yeah, so yes, um, we just had a meeting yesterday of our training team, mm -hmm. where because several of us have just just went to a conference last in San Diego last month, and another one of us went to an Adobe conference, and so Linda actually scheduled a meeting for all of us to get to talk together to talk about the sessions we went to at the conferences. We'd all been to the same conference, Linda, Danielle, and I. Yeah, right, but we went to different sessions, and so it was a good way of just kind of getting together and saying, this is what I learned. And we had a great discussion. Absolutely. And so I would say do do that kind of thing for for everything, if you can. I, um, I'm thinking about Christine in FOC, who sent out um, some slides from a training that she mm -hmm. had gone to with CLE. Christine, I hope you listen to the podcast. We're talking about you. Um, and that was nice. Like, she just shared yeah. some of the quick things that she had learned, and mm -hmm. it was really interesting. And I had never thought of going to that mm -hmm. session, but now it's like, oh, that's pretty mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. And even if I never go, I got a little bit. Mm -hmm. Well, and if you're learning, you're going through the same thing, like, you're all, you're both, you're all learning UBI, or you're, let's say a couple of your coworkers, or you're all trying to learn UBI together, it would be. It's okay to have fun, you know. It's okay for it to be fun. So it might be a little more fun to take your 15 minutes or whatever it is you're doing per day, or just having a meeting once a week or something with your colleagues, and you're going to learn from each other. Mm -hmm. I mean, how often do you learn from somebody else's question in class? Absolutely. And so yeah. it's the same thing, getting together with each mm -hmm. other. And I think, in, you know, whether it's something different, like you're sharing different things that you've learned, or if you're working on the same thing together doing it uh, in a group could you uh, would just make it a little bit more fun and you probably would you might actually be more it's kind of like when you set the uh, the walk and now you're committed to it so you're, you set to walk every morning with the friend and you don't want to let them down oh, good point. so it would be another way yeah. where if you're having a difficulty sticking to your your 10 and your 15 minutes a day dedicated to learning if now you're committed to two other people, you might be more apt to do it. Mm -hmm. So, That's great. Yeah. and you know what? You're killing two birds with one stone there too, because you're also team building and mm -hmm. building good connections right. with your colleagues. Mm -hmm. Always a good thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. Well, we are coming up on a good, solid conversation here. Is there anything else that you feel like we should mention before we call it a call it a pod? The only other thing I was going to mention is maybe set yourself some rewards. Ooh, so you point. met you met your goal, and now you can reward yourself for it. Mm -hmm. And that might be, again, it's going to look different to different people, but, you know, whatever it is, I think that that can be sometimes an incentive mm -hmm. for ourselves. Yeah, good point. Very good point. So thank you, Linda, for coming in and talking with Patty and I today. Yeah, my nice. pleasure. We always have a good time together, but it's nice to have somebody else join the party. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you to all of our listeners for joining us for Finance Matters. Um, if you've been enjoying the podcast, I'd encourage you to forward it to a friend. Um, it doesn't matter if they're within finance or if they're even within UVA. We'd love for you to share. 
Um, you can read more about what finance is up to on the blog at uvafinance.blogspot.com. And as we've alluded to very soon within the Jive community, if you've got an idea for a podcast or you know somebody cool like Linda, who'd be a good person to have in to talk about something that would be useful to you and your colleagues, please let us know. You can email me, you can email Patty, you can tweet us at UVA underscore finance. We're going to put some resources in the show notes so that you know how to reach out to the training team and to training resources um, on grounds here at UVA. That's all we have for you until next time. We hope you'll do good work because what you're doing matters and we are happy that you listened in today. Thank you all. Bye. Bye.